Hunter Biden and PayPal. Two different stories, not connected, similar theme. Too little, too late. Uh, A big bear, a really big, no, I'm not kidding, a really big bear. And taking those little coffee packets you get in your hotel room, is that stealing or not? We'll talk about that coming up. That and more, and of course, at the end of our uh, last half of our stream, we'll have Bambi. We're reading another classic book. We do that. We've done it from the very beginning of our shows, uh, 274 shows ago. Wow. Yeah, welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It's uh, it's a Monday. It is uh, has been a public holiday here in Malaysia. It is the Prophet Muhammad's birthday, and so that is a public holiday across Malaysia. And uh, while you all were working in other parts of the world, we were having a nice day off. So, not such a nice day off for this little girl, though. Miko update. Yeah, the Miko update. Uh, She's not doing very well, actually. Uh, She'll be fine, but she's having another one of these gastrointestinal things where she throws up out of both ends, if you know what I mean. Uh, It's not as bad, but she's just had one of those down days, no energy puking every once in a while, little diarrhea. We've been through this a lot. Thankfully, it has been quite a while since she's had one of these episodes, but uh, otherwise she's okay. And uh, we're used to it by now. I mean, we never really get used to it because when your doggy is sick, you feel as bad as the doggy does. Um, but she uh, she will recover. She'll be fine. She was actually interested in a little cheese we were eating tonight. She didn't actually eat it. But she was interested, so that's a step forward. Uh, Yeah, so um, she's working on it. She's working on getting better. She's uh, sleeping in the other room right now, and uh, I'll keep you updated on what's happening. I'm sure by the time we see you on Wednesday, she'll be back to normal. Our Miko update, of course, is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com. That's the first link in our show notes. It's BarkBox.com slash Miko. And what is BarkBox? It is a monthly subscription service available in the U.S., U.S. territories, and Canada. They don't ship internationally yet. And every month, you will get a themed box full of goodies. Every month, they have a different theme. They're always adorable. They're so cute. And uh, you'll get uh, some toys, some dog toys, some treats, a couple bags of treats, and a, a dog chew. You can specify whether you want small, medium, or large based on the size of your dog. For Miko, it would be medium, of course. And uh, also, if you have any allergies, your dog has any allergies, there's a tick box. You can check off, you know, my dog has an allergy to beef or chicken or fish, and they'll make sure that you don't get that. The other thing they'll make sure of is that you are absolutely satisfied, and trust me, you will be because this is so cool. Uh, you sign up for either a single month or six months or 12 months, and you'll pay less the longer you sign up for, of course. And you will get a fantastic deal, especially if you use our link, 
BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. Several of you have done that. Thank you very much. Uh, Every box brings your dog more than 40 bucks worth of toys and treats, and you don't pay that for it. And uh, they will love it. They are specially designed for your doggies to make them happy. And uh, if you're not, their customer service people will make sure they make it right. They have a 100% happy guarantee. Guarantee your dog will love it or we will give you a full refund. And your first box ships right away. You place the order, boom, it's shipped. And uh, you will you will love it, I promise. Take a look at some of these cool toys that come with the different sizes and the dog chew and some dog treats and all kinds of uh, cool stuff you'll get there. And it is a, it's a themed collection every month. Like there's autumn, there's back to school. I assume there's a Halloween one coming up this month. So uh, do check it out and use our special link to get your free extra month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Barkbox.com slash Miko is the place to go and uh, your dog will love you for it. I promise. (laughs) All right, let's get into it, shall we? We've got, uh, we have two stories at the top of the charts tonight. And strangely enough, they are absolutely completely not connected. But they share a theme, and that theme is too little, too late. Uh, I put the link to the, uh, there's coverage all over the place about this. However, because of our second story, almost everybody has forgotten about the first story. Yeah. Um, All right, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, From the New York Post, federal agents have enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden. Yes, I'm sure you've likely heard of this. If not, you're going to hear about it now. Federal agents investigating Hunter Biden, who is the son of the current president, uh, believe they have for months had enough evidence to charge the first son with tax crimes, as well as for lying about his drug abuse so he could buy a gun. That report came out on Thursday of last week, just less than a week ago. The final decision whether to bring a case, will be made by Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who was appointed to his current position by former President Trump. The Washington Post, citing people familiar with the investigation, report that agents had determined months ago that they had assembled a viable criminal case against Hunter Biden. The newspaper reported the investigation, which started by focusing on Hunter's overseas business dealings, Uh, revealed in a series of reports by the Post in the fall of 2020 and has now shifted to whether he reported all of his income. (sighs) Lying on a gun application and a little bit of tax evasion. Is that the best you guys can do, seriously? There is... You have the laptop. Don't tell me you lost it. You have the laptop. You've had it for ages What about the child porn? What about the Chinese business dealings with the big guy? The best you can do having access to this laptop is a tax evasion and lying on a gun form? Come on. Seriously? Look, we all know the FBI is about as screwed up as it could possibly be. Top down. There are a few good agents 
at the Bureau still, but not many. Thankfully, some of them are becoming whistleblowers, and some of that coming out has been unbelievable. Read this whole story in the post. You'll get some more details. But the bottom line is, that's it. That's the best you can do with all the stuff you have. Look, we know you have it. And we've seen the contents for the most part. Unbelievable. Where things have gone in that country I used to call home. Seriously. Absolutely unbelievable. Now, I'm probably going to get charged by PayPal for saying that. (laughs) This is a story that just broke in the last couple of days. I know that you've heard about it, but I wanted to talk about it in case you hadn't heard about it. It is all over the news. It's all over Twitter. And it is all over everywhere. This is from foxnews.com. Links in our show notes. Conservatives are calling, and not just conservatives, for a PayPal boycott after the CEO says a Southern Poverty Law Center hmm, helps ban users. Well, that's not the only reason these morons at PayPal, whose account I did just cancel, Uh, They're under fire from religious groups and conservatives after its CEO recently revealed it works with the far left, far left, so far left, they're out of the ballpark, Southern Poverty Law Center, to help identify accounts to ban from the payment platform. Groups are calling for a boycott because of its collaborating with a group that lists several conservative Christian organizations as hate groups or extremists because of their religious views. Southern Poverty Law Center targeted conservative groups, uh, but also more recently it went after the uh, Majid Nawaz, a liberal who was a former Islamic radical. Uh, The SPLC labeled him and others anti-Muslim extremists, but later apologized and paid him $3.375 million to settle a lawsuit. Ha! Oh, man. The Southern Poverty Law Center, according to Mark Thyssen, the columnist, has become a caricature of itself. (laughs) Yeah. Labeling virtually anybody who doesn't fall in line with their idiotic left-wing ideology, either extremist or hate group. Now, you see, that isn't the angle you thought I was going to take on this PayPal, huh? Because the big news, this is big. This is huge, working with these morons at Southern Poverty. But even bigger than that is that PayPal released an, a supplement to their terms of service two days ago that said that they would fine you and deduct $2,500 USD from your account if they caught you posting misinformation. 2500 And by the way, if you either can't, because I've also heard now that PayPal has gotten rid of, uh, this I saw this posted once on Twitter, I haven't confirmed it's true, but I have been told that PayPal has now taken off the option when you sign into PayPal to delete your account. Hmm. 
If that's the case, I would suggest you log into your bank and unauthorize PayPal from having access to your account if they're not going to allow you to delete your account. Now, again, like I said, I don't know that that's true. I haven't confirmed it. But that would be nasty. PayPal, already nasty. 2500 bucks for whatever they decide is misinformation. Or maybe they'll go to the Southern Poverty Law Center to decide. They have since walked it back because, and I got to believe why, is that thousands and hundreds of thousands, perhaps, of people canceled their PayPal account because of this. They have since said it was a mistake. It wasn't meant to be released. PayPal under fire from religious... Oh, wait a minute. We already did this one. Uh, anyway, they have said it's a mistake. It shouldn't, have, uh, it shouldn't have been put out there, and they are not going to uh, deduct 2500 bucks for posting misinformation. Well, this is from uh, AmericanThinker.com, also links in our show notes. PayPal, very efficient, convenient way to transfer money. Whether it's for products, service sales, donations, other transactions, the company's long offered a valuable service as an internet world, one in which transactions between strangers can span the globe. However, its latest acceptable use policy announcement risks PayPal risks ceasing to be a service provider, instead is becoming another woke enforcer that will help itself to the contents of its customers' accounts, the money they earned, if they offend its sensibilities. They announced an updated acceptable use policy set to take effect on November 3rd. According to the update, if you advance misinformation, whatever they decide that is, or present a risk to a user's well-being, you'll see how well that's going over in the UK, by the way, the giant financial service company can swipe 2500 bucks from your account. Unbelievable. In woke speak, misinformation currently means basically anything the left doesn't like, as opposed to inaccurate information. While well-being is an utterly meaningless term that most often seems to apply to so-called transgendered people who get butt hurt. (laughs) Yeah, good picture. Uh, PayPal has since come out and said they're rescinding the policy it shouldn't have been posted, and we're not going to take 2500 bucks. They can and do, however, still suspend your account if they don't like what you post online. Yes, you will get your account suspended from PayPal if they don't like it. Basically, the same rules apply. It's just they're not now going to fine you, or should I say steal from you, 2500 bucks. So many people. So many people canceled their PayPal. And then a day and a half later, PayPal suddenly announces, oh, uh, uh, we take it back. We didn't mean it. Cancel your PayPal. Seriously, I did. And you should too. The problem is, who do you go to? Now, look, uh, Dan Bongino runs a number of different parallel economy companies, including he's an investor in Rumble, which is where we're live right now, in fact, in addition to uh, Rumble and uh, YouTube, 
twitch.tv and Facebook. But Rumble's our main channel. And uh, Dan Bongino, brilliant guy, great commentator. Uh, Pegasus Dace has liked the stream. Thank you, Pegasus. Good to have you in. A round of applause and a hi-ho to you. Uh, anyway, he runs ParallelEconomy.com. That is one of his companies. It is similar not to PayPal so much as it is to like Stripe, another nightmare company you should be avoiding at all costs. So if you can, go over to ParallelEconomy.com and sign up over there. If you're using Stripe, get rid of those morons because they're not that much different from PayPal as far as censoring conservative voices. Um, the problem is, now, someone was mentioning, I saw a lot of posts when people are looking for alternatives to PayPal. Somebody mentioned Venmo. I think that's what it's called. I, I don't know. Uh, obligated Orb, hello! Uh, anyway, do not go to the, I think it's called Venmo. It's owned by PayPal. So it isn't going to do you any good to go over to Venmo and replace your PayPal. Note the website here. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about, but we'll see. Explain what you mean. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, I found a, a link. Sarky Fancy Pants. <laughs> Passing by. Hello. Uh, PayPal caused me to buy two $300 phones the other day. What? I would be mad about it too. Honestly, get away from PayPal. Find another service here. And the link is in our show notes. This is a site called bitcatcher.com. Uh, they give you some, some, not all, but some alternatives to PayPal to use in 2022. And they also have very cheaper transaction fees. Um, a long list of great PayPal alternatives. Our favorite one, according to this article, is called Wise. Similar to PayPal in many good ways, but cuts down in complexity, cost, and overall frustration. I cannot speak for any of these sites. I don't know what they're like, but this is an article. You can catch it out of the link in our show notes, which is our description down below. Wise is one best overall PayPal alternative. They rank it. Uh, number two is Square Payments, comprehensive solution for businesses. Now, a lot of this stuff is from the U.S., so whether if you're listening in another part of the world, I can't tell you. Go check it out. See if it'll work for you. Um, oh, the Pegasus, the PayPal alternative links. Uh, two Checkout is another one. Be ah, here, best for worldwide transactions. The number two, Checkout. Shopify Payments, best for e-commerce payment solutions. Skrill, pay, uh, PayPal alternative with crypto buy and sell. And uh, Payoneer, like Pioneer, but Payoneer, uh, best all-in-one payment solution. And I didn't even know QuickBooks still existed. My God, QuickBooks, that was around in the 80s. QuickBooks Payments with accounting integration. It says that all transfer fees shown are the standard rate for each provider for international transfers involving currency conversion, but it does vary by regions and currencies. So all of these, there's a bunch of details about all these different ones, uh, different options for PayPal. Um, Obligated said, I can vouch for QuickBook for accounting. Yeah, you know what? Back in the 80s, when they first came out, I was using QuickBooks in my business. The job uses it, keeps track of your time, placements, hours, days, pretty good. I can't imagine, let's see, 80s, 90s, 
2000, 2010s. After 40 years, I can't imagine it's done anything but get better. And it was good back in the 80s when it first came out. So maybe that is an alternative for you, If also especially if you have a business. But do, okay, and now here you see these overall ratings. This article continues and it rates all the different sites they suggested. 50 plus currency support, 80 plus countries, spend abroad, batch processing, anti-fraud team, two-factor authorization, uh, five out of five stars overall rating, and their transfer fees in USD is 0.5%. Uh, wow. Excellent for sending smaller amounts of money anywhere and ideal for freelancer. So there you go. You might want to check that one out. Bottom line, delete your PayPal account. I don't care that they said, oh, we're not going to do it. They can still delete your account even if they don't steal 2500 bucks from you. And they are useless. They are seriously useless. Get away from PayPal. Dump them. There is a link in our show notes with a whole bunch of good alternatives. ParallelEconomy.com is another one you definitely want to check out if you are in business doing online transactions. And uh, yeah, find another source. It is likely just going to get worse. These people stealing, at the end of the day, it's basically just stealing your money. All right. Speaking of stealing, <laughs> you got to love this. All of us at one time or another have checked in and stayed at a hotel room. I've stayed at enough hotel rooms in my life. You know all the little coffee and tea things that you get for free when you go to a hotel room? Hang on, before we get to that, let me, I just, because I want to acknowledge these folks in the chat. Uh, Snarky Fancy Pants says, yeah, I've thought of changing from PayPal. In Mexico, they changed their rules. We aren't allowed to save money in PayPal anymore. It's all thrown directly into our cards, but not without taking a, of course, they're, you know, taking fees out of it. That's how they make their money. Well, Snarky Fancy Pants, I can't encourage you enough. If they're, if you ever need an excuse, they've given you one. Because they can just reach right in and grab your money. Even though they said they're not going to do that, trust me, it'll come back. And if they don't like things you say online or things you do online, they'll just cancel your account. And then what happens? If you are not able to cancel your PayPal, I strongly suggest you go into your bank's account online and unauthorize PayPal's access to your account. Strongly, can't suggest that strongly enough. I have been told and not confirmed that they have eliminated your ability to delete your PayPal account. I don't know that that's true. If somebody wants to check and let me know, please do. Sharky. Yes. <laughs> Did I say Sharky? I'm sorry. It's Sarky Fancy Pants. There we go. Okay. Hotel room coffee and tea. You take it. You don't use it, okay? When you leave the hotel room, do you take it with you? Of course you do. Come on. Well, Malaysians are debating whether or not it's right to bring home the coffee and tea from your hotel rooms. People are saying, I already paid for it. Why not? If I don't take it, others will. So I don't think it's shameful to take everything home. Look at this lady or a guy, whatever. She's got a bag stuffed full of all the things in there. 
English breakfast tea, Nescafe coffee. <laughs> wow. Uh, many of us enjoy staying in hotels during short trips or brief staycations. This is from World of Buzz, by the way. Links in our show notes. <laughs> um, during the stay, the majority of parents will definitely ask their kids to take the coffee and tea packets, which are offered in the room to bring back home. Recently, a netizen posted about how they brought home their coffee and tea packets in addition to other things in the hotel. But, you know, when you start taking towels and things like that, no, sorry, that's not, you didn't pay for that. It sparked a lot of debate online. According to Nudu, the original post, which has since been deleted, said, is, is there anyone like me who goes to a hotel and calls reception to ask for more Nescafe, sugar, creamer, and mineral water before leaving? And also I take all the, oh yeah, all the little shampoos and body washes, the little complimentary bottles. Some people say it's ugly behavior, but I'm already paying 500 bucks a night. Why can't I ask for more of these things to take home? Now, I'm going to kind of draw the line on calling up and asking for more so you just can take them home. That's, I don't know, in my little moral category, that kind of crosses some weird line. But the ones that are in the room when you get there, not the towels, not the slippers, but the, the hair shampoo, the body wash, the coffee and tea, I mean, why not? It, it, you paid for it. Uh, it it won't be such a loss if if we don't take it, others will. So I don't think it's a shame to take everything home, added the person. I called reception two times in one night, took everything, and here are my spoils. Now, you see, I think that's over the top. I, I'm not liking that idea. What's there? Fine. You did kind of pay for it. Netizens were left divided over the post. Felt that Some felt they were entitled to take it as they'd already paid for it. Uh, says, I take the shampoo containers. They're very cute, can be treated as souvenirs. You can also refill them with your own shampoo to bring on trips. Not a bad idea. And uh, it's very convenient. Um, some believe that it's all right to take it when you first check in, but requesting for more repeatedly is questionable. Yes, yeah, see, that's, that's how I feel about it. Um, Others replied sarcastically, why not ask reception to give you the coffee and tea packets the other occupants left behind? Bring a bed home too then, he said. Uh, you can also move the safe back home. 500 bucks is a lot, so if you don't take it, it's not worth it. One said, did you take the door? The door's good. You scan the card and it'll open. So it, there was a mixed bag of reaction to this thing, but honestly, to me... And I do it. The coffee and the tea packets, if I don't use them, and usually I use at least one, uh, I will bring that back home with me. Why not? I paid for it. Calling and asking for more if you don't really need it just to take it home? Mm, nah, that's not going to work for me. Uh, you crossed. I think, I think you crossed the line for that one. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we got one more to go, and then we are going to get on to our book we're doing Bambi, the story of Bambi. We're up to chapter four, I think, tonight. Wow, cool. All right, we got one more story for you, and we always end with a weird one, and this is a weird one. I promised you in the beginning, a big bear. This is a big, big bear. Take a look. Wow. Those little people right there are full-grown adults. 
Yeah. Now, thankfully, this bear no longer exists. But it did. It's called, strangely enough, it's called the short-faced bear. It's extinct. This ancient bear lived in North America 11,000 years ago. Not that long ago, human timeline-wise. They were extremely large bears, weighing more than one ton, a thousand kilograms, and standing up to 12 feet tall. Can you imagine? Whoa! That is about 3.7 meters. Now, despite their enormous stature, get this, the bear could run up to 40 miles an hour. Dang! Yeah, Sarky Fancy Pants says, and I thought Kodiak bears were large enough. They are. They are huge. Are they like the biggest bear? Or I would think grizzly, only because everyone knows grizzlies. But you're right. Kodiak bears are enormous bears. This one is bigger, but it's extinct. Not by a whole lot of thousands of years, but it is not here on the planet anymore. Can you imagine this thing can run 40 miles an hour? Dang. And look at the size of that. If you're listening to our podcast, by the way, check the link out in our show notes. It's the last link in the top of the in tonight's show. And you'll see this picture we're talking about. Sorry about that, podcast listeners. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. Wow. And what a funny name for such a huge bear. It's just called the short-faced bear. I'm sure there's some scientific name, but the common name is the short-faced bear. Didn't look that short to me with them teeth. Sorry, coffee break. Okay, it is time to get on to our book. In fact, wow, we did a full half hour tonight. All right, uh, from the very beginning of doing this show, 274 shows ago, I decided because I'm a big fan of reading and encouraging your kids to read and you get back to reading. And so in order to kind of promote that, I decided I would read books, classic books. They're in the public domain. They're free from the Gutenberg Project. That's gutenberg.org if you want to check them out. But they've got all kinds of great classic books over there, adult books, children's books, everything, murder mysteries, romance, now you name it. There's a ton of books. They're all public domain. You can download them in ebook format, HTML, Word doc, all kinds of formats there. And so we have in the past, we started out with The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. We read that. We did uh, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, uh, Winnie the Pooh. We did my children's book, Willie and the Warthog, last. And now we've started Bambi. Yes, the original Bambi uh, that was first written in German. This is a translation from the original Bambi. And of course, everybody knows the Disney film, which so far... It's followed the Disney film pretty closely. And uh, so, yeah, Felix Salton uh, is the author in the original German. And so moving ahead here, we're going to get on with our story of Bambi in chapter four. One evening, when he went back out into the meadow with his mother, he thought he knew by now about everything that could be seen or heard. 
but it turned out he still didn't know as much as he thought. At first, everything was fine, the same as the first time here. His mother allowed Bambi to play tag with him. He ran around in circles, wide open space, the lofty sky and the freedom of the air were all so exhilarating that he rushed about with joy. And after a time, he noticed his mother was standing still. He stopped suddenly as he was turning. So suddenly his four legs were spread wide apart. He jumped high in the air so his sudden halt would be more dignified. And now he was standing properly. His mother was a little way away, seemed to be talking with someone, and he couldn't make out in the tall grass who that could be. Curious, Bambi went closer, and there, in the tangled grass stems close in to his mother, there were two long, twitching ears. They were grayish-brown, and the little black stripes on them made them quite pretty. Bambi hesitated, but his mother said to him, Come here, Bambi. This is our friend, the hare. Come on, then. Let him see you. Bambi went straight up to her right away. There sat the hare, and very honest he looked. His long ears rose in powerful grandeur high above his head, and then they fell back down and hung limply as if they'd been suddenly transformed into something weak. When Bambi saw the hare's whiskers, which extended stiff and straight all around his mouth, he began to think about them. But he noticed that the hare had a very gentle face. All his features seemed to indicate a good nature, and his big round eyes looked modestly out at the world. He really did look like a friend, this hare. The thoughts that had flickered through Bambi's head disappeared immediately. Remarkably enough, and just as quickly, he even lost all the respect he had felt at first. "'Good evening, young sir,' said the hare, with carefully chosen politeness. Bambi merely nodded, "'Good evening,' back to him. He didn't know why, but he all he did was nod, very friendly, very nicely, though perhaps a little condescending. There was no other way he could do it. Perhaps it was something he was born with. "'What a handsome young prince,' said the hare to Bambi's mother. He looked out at Bambi carefully as he raised one of his ears high in the air, and then soon after, the other ear, and then soon after again, both of them. And sometimes he would let them drop suddenly and hang limply. Bambi didn't like this. The gesture seemed to be saying, "'No, not worth it.' The hare continued gently to examine Bambi with his big round eyes. His nose and his mouth, surrounded by its magnificent whiskers, were in continual movement, like the way someone's nose and lips will twitch when he's trying hard not to sneeze. Bambi couldn't help but laughing, and the hare immediately, and with good will, joined in with the laughter. Only his eyes became more thoughtful. I congratulate you he said to Bambi's mother. I sincerely congratulate you on having a son like this. Yes, 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 yes. He will be a majestic prince one day. Yes, yes, yes. You can see that at first glance. He raised himself upright and now sat erect on his back legs, which 
astonished Bambley immensely. After he had a good look all around, his ears erect and his nose moving vigorously, he sat politely back down on all fours. "'Please give my regards to the honorable gentleman,' he said. "'I have many things to do this evening. "'Please give them my humble regards.' He turned around and hopped away, his ears pressed down on his shoulders. "'Good-bye,' said Bambi to him as he went. His mother smiled. "'He's a good hare, so simple, so modest. "'It's not easy for him in this world either.' There were sympathy in her words. Bambi walked around a little, allowing his mother to eat her food. He hoped he would come across them who he had met earlier and would also like to have made some new acquaintances. It wasn't entirely clear to him what he was missing, but he always felt like he was waiting for something. Suddenly, he heard a gentle rustling from far across the meadow and felt slight rapid knocking in the ground. He looked up. Over where the woods began, there was something that flitted through the grass. There was a... No, there were two of them. Bambi glanced at his mother, but she seemed not to be worried about anything and had her head deep in the grass. But at the other side of the meadow, there was something rushing round in circles, just as he'd been doing himself earlier on. Bambi was so astonished, he leapt backwards, as if he meant to run away. His mother noticed him and raised her head. "'What's the matter?' she called. But Bambi was speechless. He could find no words and merely stammered, "'There!' His mother looked in that direction. "'Oh, I see,' she said. "'That's my cousin.' And you're right. She has a little child, too. No, she has two. His mother had spoken cheerfully, but now she became more serious. No, Anna with two children. Really, she has two. Bambi stood and stared. Over there he could now see a figure, a figure that looked just like his mother. He hadn't noticed her before. And now he could see two things that continuously moved in circles on the grass, but only their red backs could be seen with thin red stripes. Come on, said his mother. Let's go over to them. You'll have some company there. Bambi wanted to run there, but his mother only walked slowly, looking all around her with each step. So Bambi held himself back. He was very excited, though, and very impatient. His mother continued to speak. I thought we'd come across Emma again sometime. Now, where's she hiding? I knew she had a child, too. That was easy to guess, but two children. Well, they had long been spotted by the others who now were coming towards them. Bambi had to say hello to his aunt, but he had eyes only for her children. His aunt was very friendly. Yes, she said to him, now that's Gobo and that's Feline. You can all play together any time you like. The children stood stiffly, without moving, stared at each other. Gobo close beside Feline and Bambi in front of them. None of them moved. They stood and gaped. Go on, then, said Bambi's mother. You'll soon all be friends. 
What a nice-looking child, Anna responded. Really, very nice indeed. So so strong, such good posture. Yes, it's, it's all right, said Bambi's mother modestly. We have to be satisfied with that. But, Anna, you've got two children? Yes, that's what happens now and then, Anna explained. But you do know, my dear, I've had children before. Bambi's my first, said his mother. Well, you see, Anna ensured her, it might be different for you, too, the next time. The children were still standing there, watching each other. None of them had said a word. Feline suddenly jumped and dashed away. The whole thing had become too boring for her. In an instant, Bambi ran after her, and Gobo did the same. They rushed around in semicircles. They turned around quick as a flash, tumbled over each other, chased each other up and down. It was all wonderful fun. When they suddenly stopped, a little short of breath, they were all good friends with each other, and they began to talk. Bambi told them about how he'd spoken with the good little grasshopper and the whitting. "'Have you been talking with the shiny beetle, too?' asked Feline. No, Bambi'd never spoken with the shiny beetle. He didn't know him at all. He didn't know who it might be. Oh, I often talk to him, Feline explained, slightly boastfully. I was told off by the jay, said Bambi. Really, said Gobo in amazement. The jay is as cheeky as you with that. Gobo was often in amazement at things, and he was exceptionally modest. Then he added, the hedgehog pricked me in the nose. But he only mentioned that in passing, as it were. Who is the hedgehog? Bambi asked cheerfully. It felt so wonderful to be standing there, to have friends and appearing so many exciting things. Oh, the hedgehog is a horrible creature exclaimed Feline, covered in big spikes all over his body, and very spiteful, too. Do you really think he's spiteful? asked Gobo. He never does any harm to anyone. What? retorted Feline. Didn't he prick you in the nose, then? Oh, that was only because I wanted to talk to him, Gobo objected, and it was only a little prick. It didn't hurt that much. Bambi went closer to Gobo. Why did he not want to talk to you then? Oh, he never wants to talk to anybody, Feline put in. As soon as anyone gets near him, he rolls up in his ball with a spike sticking out in every direction. Our mother tells us he's one of those people who don't want to have anything to do with the world. Well, perhaps he's just afraid, thought Gobo. But Feline understood it better. Mother says... You shouldn't have anything to do with people like that. Bambi suddenly asked Gobo, Do you know what is this danger? Now the other two also became very serious, and the three of them put their heads together. Gobo thought about it. He made a real effort to work it out, as he could see that Bambi was very curious about the answer. The danger, he whispered. The danger, that's something very bad. Yes, Bambi insisted. Yes, it's something very bad. But what? All three of them shuddered at the horror of it. 
Phalene suddenly called out, loudly and gaily. The danger is when you have to run away from it. She jumped away. She didn't want to stay there and felt afraid. Bambi and Gobo jumped straight after her. They started to play again and tumbled about in the green and rustling silk of the meadow, but they were soon forgot about that serious question. After a while, they stopped and stood close to each other as they had before and began to chat. They looked over to their mothers. They, too, were happily close to each other, eating a little and holding a gentle conversation. Aunt Anna lifted her head and called over to her children. Gobo, Feline, we've got to go soon. Bambi's mother warned him, too. Come on, Bambi, it's time to go. Oh, not yet, Feline begged crossly. Just a, a little bit longer. Bambi begged, too. Oh, please, let's stay longer. It's so nice here. And Gobo repeated what they had said. It's so nice, just a little bit longer. The three of them spoke at the same time. Anna looked at Bambi's mother. There, what did I tell you? They've already become inseparable. And then something else happened. It was something much bigger than all the other things that Bambi had experienced that day. And we'll tell you what that is coming up Wednesday night. <laughs> this is chapter four of Bambi, the original uh, German translated from uh, Felix Salton. And wow, cool. I'm loving this book. It's such a great, great book. We will continue on with this story and chapter four of Bambi on Wednesday's stream. Thank you so much for popping by. We are live as always on rumble.com, twitch.tv, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. Please, if you wouldn't mind, like or subscribe. Subscribe mostly is the button you push on Facebook. It's follow. But all the other platforms, just hit that subscribe button. We really do appreciate it. You will always find us there, especially rumble.com. And uh, I will, oh, and our podcast listeners, thank you. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, you listen to the audio portion of our show in case you miss us live, just go to whatever platform, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Geo7 in India. We're on almost every platform. Just search for The Jay Sheldon Show, click subscribe or follow, and off you go. You're in like Flint. I will see you again on Wednesday. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Snort. <laughs>